All right, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We are good. This is episode 25. Wow, 25. I can't believe I made it this far. <laughs> episode 25 of that One Vatos podcast. And my next guest, she is the co host of the Afro y Latina podcast. She grew up in North Austin and, you know, she. I mean, that means basically she wasn't cultured, so she came down to San Antonio for college, and now she's in Utah with all the white folks. My next guest is Isabella Beltry. Did I say your last name right? Oh, no, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, y'all, what's up? How's everybody doing? Well, hopefully everyone's doing good, right? I know. I, sure, I hope so, you know. Right. <laughs> um, so I understand that you were born in Laredo, but you're only there for like half a second. Pretty much. Like, I wasn't really there to, in, like, fully enjoy the food, specifically the food, and also the culture, so. I remember I was asking, do you know so-and-so? You're like, I was only there until I was, like, three. Right? <laughs> and then and it doesn't help because my area code is 956, but, and so I under, and so there's that whole debate on, like, but Laredo's not part of the valley. I'm like, okay, but they all share the same area code, so I'm confused. So, I, yeah. Oh my. <laughs> People actually say that? Oh, you you don't know? No. Man, it's a whole thing. I try, like, people from the Valley, they come to San Antonio, right? And then they visit all of the freaking touristy spots and they try and judge us and think that we're less Mexican than they are. You know, I'm just like, bro, what the fuck? Like, you went to the touristy spots, you know, that's created for white people. It's like, right. like of course it's going to be overpriced raspas and overpriced. <laughs> Like go to go to my hood and you know you're, yeah on no, the east side yeah yeah, yeah go to the east side or west side like your south side and you won't say the same thing and oh I'm, no yeah but, like go to Fred's fish fry Ooh, what, you, you, what you know about Fred's <laughs> fish oh my gosh that's that is that's my I don't care people people talk so much crap about it and they wanna they wanna say that they sell drugs out of there I don't care I I love their fish they might but you know what hey. That fish has got to get battered somehow, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So you go from Laredo to North Austin. Uh, what was it like growing up in North Austin? North Austin is, uh, at the time, was predominantly very white, um, white and very privileged people. And um, I definitely, when my mom moved me out of Laredo with our stepdad, like, we had a really good life. Um, I was given a lot of opportunities anytime like I needed a tutor there was tutors at the school there was tutors around the neighborhood so it was very 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 white there was some um, like yeah I mean parts of Round Rock are a little bit more like culturally diverse and things like that um, I think it wasn't until trying to think about like the first time I had like a black teacher Latina teacher but yeah. I don't even think I had one up until caught no high school I had like my first Latina teacher and then actually in third grade I had my first black teacher so like in regards to like the actual teachers themselves it wasn't very diverse but the population within was pretty diverse um but I mean it was good there was stuff to do very family friendly I grew up with a bunch of kids in the neighborhood I've kind of, I feel like I had like the quintessential, like typical movie summer where, you know, you like, you're just having fun. Like, um, what's that one baseball movie? And a lot. Yeah. There, I want to say bench warmers, but like, uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> right. But like always having like that gang of kids and we were always getting the dumb stuff and, um, like playing outside and things like that. So I, I definitely like, it was a good, I'm so happy I grew up that way. Cause I feel like if I would have stayed in Laredo, it would have 
it wouldn't have been the same. I don't think I would have, I don't think I would have gotten the same opportunities and mm. uh, like stayed on a good path. Mm, okay. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what was high school like for you? Like what high school did you go to? So I went to Round Rock High School, go Dragons, and um, high school for the most part was pretty chill. I don't think I was a like a popular kid. I think I, I was just kind of like, I knew everybody and everyone, we were all just cool, you know, but I stayed on my side, y'all stayed on your, like, you know, I didn't, like the popular people just made me so nervous. I mean, I still feel like that you can, you know, when you go to a room and you're just like, oh, you were, you're definitely like one of those. And I still, <laughs> I still just like, I, I'll just keep to myself. Like, there's just too much to, like, I have to uphold too many things. No, I can't um but it was good I just did track and I did mostly sports my parents so once the was it like the housing market or something there was like a crash in 2008 right yeah obviously I should know right it affected my family but um once that happened um it like took a really big toll on my family and so both my parents had to work and with that um I was only able to do like one thing. And so it was just like, okay, well, I guess I'll just pick sports. So that definitely like put a, like a limit on me as to like what I wanted to do and like things to do. And I feel like it kind of like hindered my networking and my growth. So then once I went to college, it was like, no more, no, like I can do everything I want, whatever I want. Oh yeah. And then (laughs) double booking. And then I, and then, and then I realized like, oh, this is what happens when you choose violence, you know, you just double book yourself. So you said you did track, right? Yeah. Um, was that like your, your sport? Ideally, I wanted to go to college for track specifically, but I'm a first gen. And so I didn't know the path. I didn't know you need to start sending in videos and going to camps freshman, sophomore year. And so I'm finding out, okay, I think this is something that I want to do. I didn't know you could get scholarships for it and things like that. I didn't, I didn't know my coach. I don't think I was like one of my coach's favorites. So if you're not a coach's favorite, they're not going to pour into like the different opportunities that you can go into. I wasn't that good. I'm not talking like D1, D2. I would probably D3, maybe. I mean, I probably would have had to walk on because um, I realized that I wanted to do this like kind of late. And so I wasn't like as... I guess dedicated. So um, the yeah the plan was to get signed for track. That didn't happen, and so in college that's how I ended up doing triathlon. I was like, well, I know how to ride a bike and I can run, so I guess I gotta learn how to swim. So here we go. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, so you do triathlons? Yeah, yeah. I was the president of the triathlon team for four or two years, and I was on the team for four. Uh huh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. They're fun. I mean, they are brutal, but. They're so like you have a come to Jesus moment after you finish your first one. Literally, you're just like, oh my God, I did it. Like I could do anything. I'll probably die and meet meet Jesus. <laughs> right. <laughs> Drown. I will say out of all my four years, I've only ever felt like I was gonna die one time. Mm. And and that was in the water. And it was because where we were, we were in Dallas and Possum Kingdom Lake. Yeah. And in this in this lake. It was more like a beach lake type deal. Yeah. Well, they had boats for this for us to like make sure we were okay. But the shitty thing was, is when you swam, you swam in like a half, like, I don't really know what to call it, like a half square, not even a half, like a third of the square. And then you get out, 
and then you have to run, which completes the square, right? So not only are you like fighting waves because the boats are coming in, but you also have to run for your life, obviously to catch the other person. And um, like the run just like beats you up, you know? So that was like the only time I ever thought I was gonna die. That's so funny. Um, <laughs> so I remember you mentioned that your, your parents divorced. How old are you mm-hmm. when it happened? I was three years old when it happened. Okay, so that's yeah. why you left. That's why you left to mm-hmm. okay, North Austin. Now. Yeah, yeah. My mom was like, "Okay, we're going to somewhere nicer now," because she's been in Laredo all her life, and so I don't think, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. I think she was worried that we were going to get stuck there, and so I think the mo- first moment she could, like, she just moved us all out. Yeah. So mm-hmm. would, you, would you spend summers over there in Laredo? Yeah, I would. It, um, and it, I feel like that also kind of made it seem more like my home in a way. Um, but God, summers in Laredo are disrespectfully hot. Oh my God. Like I remember my dad was like, y'all can't go play outside yet. It's still too hot. And I was just like, why? You know? Oh my gosh. That's scary. No, they have like a countdown of how many days it's a hundred like I remember one summer it was like a hundred days of it being a hundred degrees like over a hundred degrees but I'm thinking about it like San Antonio I San Antonio doesn't get that that hot does it it does but not like consecutively like that we have oh yeah no consecutively a hundred days it's not consecutive awful oh gosh oh my god so when you're in north like when you're you're in high school um why'd you choose UTSA so the tour guide literally sold me the school. It, he did such a great job. He spre- expressed a lot of um, how much UTSA will give back to you in a way, like the, all the opportunities. And even he was expressing like he doesn't even know everything. Mm. Um, and also the fact that it's in between San Antonio, or I'm sorry, it's in between Austin and Laredo, San Antonio. So it was it was perfect. I can go see any family anytime. Granted, I'm wasn't able to because I didn't have a car um but ideally it was like the best it was the perfect thing and then also just like the campus I loved campus before it blew up into what it is now and and back then it definitely felt more of um like there's small schools like Tarleton I don't know if you've ever been there where it's just like in the middle of it's it's in the middle of nowhere and it it's like a high school pretty much like it's sad like it's just well i mean it's a small college right in a small town whereas in like utsa at the time was like small medium but now it's just a pack like i no no i'm so happy i went when i did oh for sure (laughs) it was i mean even then like the class sizes because you were telling me you know like you went to tamusa right yeah 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 like I really never had any relationship with my teachers. So I'm so envious that you actually like had professors that were pouring into you and were actually generally interested in you, what you wanted to do. And then like the connections I'm sure you made, I don't have a single connection. Well, I I came from like a, I came from a community college. So Uh it was already that, that intimate setting. And then like, once I got to A&M San Antonio, it was like, I was like when my tenure there was was super quick. I was only there for like maybe a little bit less than two years, like a year and right. quarters maybe, because I got out of there quick because I just wanted to graduate and do my career. But even at that, like you know, there was like my professor who taught media law. He also taught media effects, and mm-hmm. his 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 door was always open. The the lady who ran the communications department, like she was. Our, Y'all our- have they have such a good communication like tamusa's communication department 
by far beats UTSA by a landslide. The fact oh, that y'all have, but oh, dude, the fact that y'all have a, t- a network with Univision. Yeah. Like that is so. Like I don't know any other call. I'm sure there are, but I don't know any uh, college that directly works with a production company. Or I mean, are they considered a production company? Uh, I don't know media terms, but news organization, I would say. Yeah, like either way, like so in such a big platform. Yeah. Granted, I don't know. Do people in San Antonio? I guess maybe within the region, like different parts, right? But like, who mostly watches Univision in San Antonio? Mexicanos. Well, yeah, but like, is that more so on the east side or like, Every, like, I'll, oh, I'll, you don't? Oh, I mean, it just depends. Like, it's it's literally people from Mexico, like like people who come from Mexico and they live here in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Um, they 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 watch. I mean, my my dad watched Univision, and then you know my mom, you know. I definitely watched it growing up, but yeah, I see. I'm just I was I'm more so curious as to like the congestion of like most of their viewers just to see like it's, it's everywhere it's it's honestly everywhere like you okay you couldn't i mean that, that that would be like a question for them to answer but like i know i grew like up- what's the percentage of people listening to them in Chavano park oh damn hey, you see you see what i mean like I'm, I'm just curious to see or like castle hill like who's watching oh, you call it, you're calling me out right now <laughs> no, no, no no i'm just like i'm just curious to see the statistics because i mean i don't know if you actually worked with them but that would be that would be interesting to see okay also like their marketing like There's who's a lot of people they're they're huge like I've that's been- that's good to hear that's really good to hear huge it's really huge and um i actually went to their station last year because i interviewed a kid who was a he's a dreamer and he was, okay. he was an interesting program so i was getting b-roll of him like you know at the station and whatnot but yeah it, it was really cool um that actually arrived i think my senior year of college oh dope i'd already interned with spec oh so it's still fairly new yeah um so it, it probably arrived there like fall 17 and um they, they wanted me to do it, but I was like, no, I've already done so many internships. I'm just trying to graduate at this point. Like, I already have all the experience mm-hmm. that, I, that I, anyone could ever ask for. I'm like, I'll just let somebody else have it, you know? Yeah. I, I honestly don't need it. I just need to get that damn degree. Um, were you working? I don't remember if you told me. Were you working and going, doing school at the same time? Oh, my God, yeah. So, I was um, working at Alamo Trap House. Hey, hey, now. <laughs> I was a server at Alamo Trap House. Well, I worked, I worked a lot of jobs in college. So my first job as a freshman in college was Ross. Then a couple months later, I got a job at Gap. So I was working at both. Hey. And then I stopped working at Ross after a year. And then um, I got a car. So then I was like, all right, I need to make these payments. So then, you know, somebody I knew at the time was like, yo, work at Draft House. You can make a lot of money as a server. And sure enough, I started working there and started making a lot of money as a server. Oh, for real? Yeah, I was, I was Man, there'd be some nights where I come home with like two bills, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just like, damn, dude, like I didn't even do shit. Like, like literally, like, the runners would do a lot of the work. I feel bad. For uh-huh. Um, so yeah, like I mean, I did that. Um, so when you like when you're at UTSA, you know, what was like the first San Antonio thing to happen to you? Like, I'm sure y'all didn't eat. Well, do they have breakfast tacos in North Austin? Oh, yeah. I mean, there are Hispanic people in North Austin, and my mom did luckily feed us, like, the way she should, right? She did culturally feed us. I won't say that she made us menudo, or, but she would make us, like, lengua and stuff. So, yeah. Um, 
but I mean, there there were some like good, some like hole in the wall Mexican joints in Round Rock. Um, but my first, I can't even, I don't even know to be honest. Now that I think, I. What was your go-to spot? Your taco spot? Oh, Data Point. Which one? The one that just burnt down. Oh, dude. Oh. The one that just burned down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I've right also been. That one's right by me. Is it really? I remember one morning I told one of my friends, I was like, yo, let's go to data point, you know, since you're in the area, since you're in the medical center, I, you know, I don't live too far from there. Uh-huh. We get there and we're, I'm just walking and I just see like a, a big old, um, a big old bin, you know, where people throw debris in it. But yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even pay attention to it. I was just focusing on like, hey, I'm going to have some good tacos today. And then like um, one of the ladies is like, Hoven. And then I just look at her and then she starts talking to me. And she's like, where are you, where are you going? And I was like, oh, I'm going, you know, go get some food. And she's like, she's like, do you not see this fucking bin right here? And I was like, oh, shit. So then she told me, essentially, the building on top of it caught fire. So, like, you know, the whole freaking plot. You know what? That is right. Because I was confused as to what happened, but I haven't been there in so long. So it is like, it was like a duplex, right? Yeah. So it was like, it was a two story property. So like, okay. This is on top and there was business on bottom. So like, right. Before, right there was like a, a laundromat and stuff. And then there was like a, I think like some, like a, a Southeast Asian convenience store, like that sold like produce or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there was all that. And then I was just like, damn, that sucks. And it was like my, and like, I was like, man, like, this will be a good story. I was like, but it's my day off. <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, damn. Like, I only got to eat at that place one time because the data point I used to go to was off of Sasamora and Fredericksburg. I don't know if you've ever been to that one. Yeah, it's kind of by almost, right? Like, uh, it's more like, it's like kind of by the zoo, right? It's by, by Woodlung. Yeah, okay, okay. Because almost in, you know, they're on the, that's on the other side of Idaho. Oh, that's the other side? Okay. Damn. Pretty sure the geography teachers at Round Rock weren't good. No, I'm just kidding. No, no right? No, honestly. I mean, joking. for the times that I was in San Antonio, I honestly didn't really get to leave much until after I graduated because I didn't have a car. And I was like, well, I'm not, and the only place I needed to go to was HEB, you know? Um, I feel like the most probably would be fiesta utsa because we had like the cascarones we got to see like the the fiesta core or i'm sorry yes the fiesta core and things like that and so i think that was probably like my first taste of like san antonio ish i mean obviously i'd been to the river walk but it's not this it's not the same when you're a kid you know yeah river walk's very touristy mm-hmm. um, unless you go like the river walk where it goes like south to the south side then it's like you know you see like a nice trail or whatever a park um i remember you mentioned you're an r you were an ra right mm-hmm. um got any crazy ra stories like oh my gosh no so literally you know you, i don't i'm sure you've lived in an apartment and maybe you had someone who lived above you right and it just sounded like they were skipping rocks or playing bowling right no my neighbors above me and i hope they hear me i'm on the first floor <laughs> My neighbors above me, I feel like every day they're just like practicing to be, you know, in the like sequel. steppers. Yeah. In the sequel, Stomp the Yard, you know? <laughs> Jack creeping at the window. That's like, I'm, hey. like, I'm like, we're just waiting. For, like, I'm like, damn, like, can you just get the roll already? Because all I do, <laughs> I'm like, God damn. No, so I get this call at like two o'clock in the morning, Ugh. and someone was like, hey, it sounds like they're playing Dance Dance Revolution. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, okay. 
So I get there and I know the guys that are in there and I'm like, dude, what? And they're, and I open the door and they're sweating. <laughs> and I'm like, Hey, so I got a call. Like I dabbed him up. I was like, what's up, James? You know, like I got this call. I need y'all. I don't know what y'all are doing, but like, I need y'all to stop. These people are trying to sleep. And they're like, Oh miss, I'm so sorry. The guy brings him a towel, starts wiping <laughs> down. We were playing dance dance revolution. And I'm like, are you, are you for real right now? They literally said, yeah, no, no, no. Both of them, both the dudes. Oh my God. Sweating, drenched. I'm, I'm, first of all, it's a Thursday night because I always took Thursdays. It's a Thursday night and y'all want to do dance, dance. I mean, I co college nights, Thursdays, I get it. But yeah, it was, it was nuts. It was, I couldn't believe it. There was that. There was, I remember there was like these two softball, softball girls that got caught and I had never seen an uglier cry in my life. They were just going to, uh, they had conference like the following week and she was just like, coach is going to kill me. No, why could I be, why am I so dumb? Like it was like the Kim Kardashian of the ugly oh cry. It was so, and, and the officer just looked uncomfortable. Like he, he looked like he almost didn't want to give her this ticket. And like, because when, so when that happens, especially with the athletes, they, they post the report and they have to contact the, like the coaches and things like that. So there was no way she wasn't not going to, the, the coach wasn't going to find out. She's like, I'm going to be running until I'm 40. I'm like, yeah. You oh, might be running until I'm 40. That is so funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember I, I, you know, I, I had been to those dorms. Like it was when I was still in college and I was like, bro, this is weird. Like, cause I, I didn't have the, you know, your mm -hmm. yeah. college life. And I'm like, wow. Like it was interesting. It just, I don't know. Like when I was in those dorms, it just reminded me of Zoe 101. I don't know why. <laughs> well, UTSA has the best dorms in like on camp one of the best on-campus dorms like across texas oh, wow a lot of people specifically chose utsa just because they had better dorms because we, we don't have like we're not like texas state where you get like a sliver of a window and you, you you're literally like within the same room of the person and it's maybe 700 <laughs> it's not even it's like 500 square feet and you're like oh hey you know it's not a jail cell dude that's that is oh that's sick uh, yeah, I, remember, um, I did a journalism camp, and um, <laughs> was it at Texas State? No, no, no. We did a journalism camp um, through SAC, and so we used the Incarnate Word dorms. And oh, and this is 2013. Oh, they're not. They're the same. Oh my god, it was like they're old. The bed was like it was like I had to like jump off the bed and like you know freaking pull <laughs> out a parachute. <laughs> right. Safely hit the ground. I was like. Embrace yourself. And then, like, the nuns were, like, down the hall from us. And I was like, what the hell? This is so weird. Oh, nuns stay. I I didn't know nuns stayed on campus. They do. And I was like, wow. Like, that's, that's weird. It was weird. It was a weird experience. And I was only 18. And I was like, wow, this is the only college. Like, this is the closest I'll ever get to, like, a normal college experience in my life. So, uh, but that's just so funny. So you're at UTSA, you're an RA. Um, what made you want to run for Miss UTSA? So when I got to, 
when I got to school, homecoming was in October and people were campaigning and a lot of them were RAs, they were OLs and they were ambassadors. So I was like, okay, well I can do all three. So I did all three. Um, but I needed something to differentiate myself. So, which is why I chose, well, I did triathlon even before Mr. Like even before I knew that. Yeah. Um, so I did triathlon. So that also kind of gave me like the leverage of like being unique and being diverse in, in that sense. And then, um, I joined a sorority as well. And so, um, I knew that I needed everyone to know me. And so specifically putting myself in different situations, whether it be on campus events, um, or even just like positions in high up, um, organizations that are well known and like well seen. Um, so I just put myself in a good spot for two years and then ran and then it, it all worked. I would definitely say that orientation helped out so much because I was bringing in all these freshmen and luckily, I mean, I'm not going to my own horn, but I was pretty live. And so they always remembered me. And so when it came to voting, they're like, oh, you were that, oh, I was like, yes, I was. We dabbed it up a couple times, like in and out of sessions. What's up y'all, come vote. <laughs> yeah. I'm hip with the young folks. No, for sure. And I will say I never in all my four years, I had only went to a fiesta event when I was mis when when I was doing Mr. and Miss. We went to the day parade and the night parade. And those were so I feel like I got such a sense of San Antonio culture right then and there, especially because in the day parade, I think it was close to about 90 degrees maybe probably was probably a lot harder and I remember me and Ja'Cory my mister we were going through and you just see these naked babies and these moms fanning them and like it, it was just like, I remember he was like dude this is crazy I was like oh but this is so San Antonio like this is like the <laughs> closest thing and and like I, don't, I think the the fiesta idea is so is so San Antonio like yeah we love to party yeah, no, and you know, I, yeah. For me, like, like, I have my feelings about fiesta event, but what I'm what I always love, and it's just something that I we've done since I was a kid, was the night parade. Like the night parade is the parade to go to. Like that was that was a lot of fun. Oh, that man, was a lot of fun. Night, man, like you know, there's bands and like, like the bands go off. Like it, all the high school bands, like they just want to like show out. Every See, I I wanna I when I fly back, I want to experience the night parade for how it was. I don't know how if it'll ever be that way ever again. Yeah, you were in the you were in the, like the middle. Yeah, so it, it, like it was cool because I mean I'm just waving, but like I'm not getting to see anything right other than like the back. Um, but what are your what are your eh, about Fiesta? I'm just curious because I only know the positives of because like the whole thing is like volunteerism it's promoting it's like charity based i mean that's what i'm under i understood it as but maybe no it is it's, it's, it's just like it can be very whitewashed fair well because uh, all the ladies in yellow coordinate it right and they're all white yeah yeah that and then like for me like it's just like it's um people see it as a um how, how can i say it as a reason to be dumb like just like i don't know oh, how really many people just like get drunk and like they fight and like i don't know how many fights you, you like you see at fiesta oh so it's they, they it takes away from like community culture um like that yeah, aspect there's, there's just people that are like necios and necias and like you know they you know they they get all crazy and then like you know because fiesta to me like there's fiesta is probably 
the only event that I can say in San Antonio where like it's di- it's super diverse and like everyone's kind of on the same level playing field. Because if you go to like a sporting event, let's say you go to the Spurs games, it's like, okay. it's like you're still separated because it's the people who have money are going to be on the floor and people who don't are going to be higher up. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, everyone's in this place, but like we're still separating away. But in Fiesta, it's just like everyone is just like having fun or doing mm-hmm. whatever. And that's what I, I, I like that about Fiesta. But for me, like, I don't like, and even before the pandemic, I just don't like rubbing elbows with people. Oh, fair. It's just like so, so many people. And it's like, ugh. like, I remember my best friend and I went, what, three years ago? And, uh, you know, she, she hadn't gone in a while and I hadn't gone in a while either. So, you know, we're just chilling. And then this one chick, this, this one Susia, like literally, she's like rubbing my shirt. She's like, I'm so sorry. I was like, I was like, what the hell are you touching me? And then she's like, I spilled some chamoy on your <laughs> And I was like, this is the most San Antonio thing. I was like, this hood rat just spilled. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, would you have rather like what would you have rather her have said like do you if, you, if she, she said ketchup she could have just played it off and just like walked on like whatever it would have been like oh damn what the hell happened there but she was like rubbing my shirt like if she's gonna take it out it's like dude it's I like mean, okay do you think you would have had a the more do you think you would have remembered this if it was ketchup versus chamoy you know like I don't, I don't care what it was i was just like man i just bought this shirt damn it oh my gosh that but is... it was just so like looking back it's it's so funny like my my best friend will bring, she'll bring it up she's like remember when that hood rat put <laughs> accidentally dropped some chamoy on your shirt <laughs> literally, she had, like, I, don't, I don't even know what it was like it was a drink and like just literally chamoy I it guess. probably had like sour candy the sour belts and a bunch of chamoy and, yeah, and, a, and a, ulcer wrinkle of diabetes <laughs> yeah oh yeah well yeah that, that's so funny so um you do that right um like like what what's what was like a normal day for you you know in san antonio like well let's say on a weekend you know a weekend are you one of those, are you one of those utsa kids that goes to burn house i on it i actually because i was running i was like prepping to run for two years my sophomore well, technically three in a way. Well, I remember you said you chilled out for a bit, right? I had to, well, I really, well, one, I'm not a huge partier. It just gets me nervous, the crowds. And when I did get to go to parties, I was babysitting or watching, you know, like I made, because I was the youngest one out of like my older friends, but the yeah. oldest one and my younger friends. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, well, I can't do anything. And then I also can't do anything. So I'm just not going to do anything. Oh, I'm just going to chill. Um, <laughs> but it depends. So like in the summer, when we were doing orientation, we would go to Six Flags like it was nobody's business. We all would like pack in a car and just go for like a few hours. Um, so that was fun. Um, we would go to Bernie Lake a lot for the triathlon team, or if I had like a, a race, we would go somewhere. Um, but my typical weekends, honestly, I was doing a lot of triathlon stuff. So we would have like 50, 60 mile bike rides on a Saturday, a long run on a Sunday. Yeah, but I mean, it. the only way I saw San Antonio was through my bike. And so I got to see like all the nature side, the missions and things like that. So it was cool and Bernie, but I mean, Bernie is not the same as San Antonio, you know, I'm yeah. trying to think. I did go to Burn House. I've been to live. I do say, I will say I've been to live before. I've been to Joe's Volcano. Oh my God. I've been to Joe's Volcano. Oh my God. I never in a million years, one, I didn't even know what I was signing up for when I agreed to go, <laughs> right? I didn't know how far it was. 
when we walk in, there's like those, like, you know, the neon fluorescent black, whatever light, isn't it like a jungle in there? Kind of like, isn't it jungle theme? If I remember correctly, it's like a jungle theme and you see nothing but old heads and like velour track pantsuits, big old chains, um, like those like French kind of hats, but not really. I have never seen so many fights break out, but be like, like the bouncers there, Oh my, like they should have been at the freaking White House. Those, they got them hoes in and out. Like you would just be up and then like, you didn't even get to process or like get excited for the fight because they already had them. They had them. And then um, we took pictures with Hamburger, DJ Hamburger. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a, that was a crazy night. That is crazy. Yeah. Um, To segue into like a more serious, um, (laughs) I don't know. You know, not to not to delight in this mood, but um, right. I understand that you lost your mother while you were in college, right? Yeah. So I so I lost her right after I graduate. Ideal. I graduated. So graduated twenty eighteen. Had her for a little bit, and then once twenty nineteen came around, mm-hmm. that's when I lost her. And so another reason as to why I wasn't super into drinking was because she was an alcoholic, and so growing up and seeing her that way, it kind of made me afraid that I was going to end up like her in some way, shape or form. And I'd seen what she had done to herself. And for me, it was just more like, ah, no, like I'm okay. Like I'm high off life 24 seven. So like, I don't need this to help me. I'm, I can do it myself type deal. And I also, I had seen so many people make so many dumb mistakes and like, because I had to babysit for so often, like so long, I was like, it just doesn't seem worth it to me. It's not the same now. My relationship's a little bit better with it, but it's still like that deep, like, oh, like, girl, be careful. Yeah. Did you always know that, you know, it stemmed back to your mother or was it something that you realized later on? I know it definitely was because of her. I found out, I knew she was weird in like the most kiddest term in third grade. I knew my mom was two different people in the morning and at night, mm. right? And so then in fifth grade, we did that dare program and so that's when I was able to put the finger as to oh my mom's an alcoholic because she does this and like oh this all makes sense now I literally felt like I just discovered like Pangea or something I was like oh my god this is what my mom is yeah you're a smart kid like I mean for me at fifth grade I was like damn I I mean I couldn't figure out a math problem but I knew what was wrong with my mom so like (laughs) diagnosed her that is right I know for me, like when my mom was like addicted to pills, um, you know, I would lie. I, w- I wouldn't lie. Like I, I, I knew what was going on. Like I would have to call the ambulance when she would overdose. Whenever really? My, yeah. Whenever my friends would see the ambulance. I remember one time in sixth grade, my friends were like, hey, we saw an ambulance at your house. Like, are you okay? Like what happened? And I was just like, oh, my mom's sick. They're like, oh, we hope she's okay. And I was like, yeah. yeah. But I would never say, oh, my mother overdosed on pills. Like, you know. Because I would, I would, I would be embarrassed. Like, man, I'm like, man, like, like you said, it's crazy that you say that. You know, one, you know, one moment she's herself. Okay, yeah. Somebody else. And it's like they're like a shell of themselves, and that's like honestly. Like, oh well, that, God. and then it also, I feel like it also severely, um, like, kind of hinders your social progress in a way because I because I knew she was like that I didn't want to bring anybody over I couldn't she'd be like come bring your friends I'm like yeah but I'm not trying to have them see you this way and it's Mm. like I can't I 
it also it like it, does, does that make sense like it's just like i can't you know like how am i supposed to let these things process pro- progress if i can't bring them over but i'm going to their house all the time like you know i'm sure you feel i'm sure you know what i'm talking about no no, but, no i yeah. know exactly like i only had one friend right knew like he he wouldn't judge right oh god those friends or like significant others that was hard to know that like i would bring someone home knowing that I have to prep them, you know, and like that, that I didn't want to, you shouldn't have to prep anybody when you're a kid, when you're an adult. Okay. Yeah. But even then, like just the prepping of like, Hey, and then what, and then watching the interactions and things like that. So I always, uh, yeah, I feel yeah. that with the one friend. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Like I can relate to them so many levels. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. Um, so what's, you know, you said 2019 has already been two almost what, almost two years. Now? Yeah, it's been two years. It was two years on the 27th, I believe. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so it was pretty. Cl- it was pretty. And then like this week, I worked 60 hours, so I was like, I don't even like mom. Who like I don't even. I didn't even get to do anything. The thing is with me though is because like that all happened. Um, at like such a it was 2019 was such a crazy time because she passed away and then two weeks later like my best friend passed away so like I had no idea how to like deal with anything you know and so I also think like just even like work cultures they don't I mean yeah they let you grieve but they're like okay well like when are you coming back to work Mm. you know yeah so where were you working at the time I was working at a warehouse and I actually I didn't even go to her cremation yeah no no actually yeah i've never told anybody yeah so well i guess of the large crowd my best friends know um but i like it's yeah it's nuts um i didn't go i was so what happened was she died that sunday i started my brand new job that monday i started a brand new job monday and i remember talking to my dad i was like dad like my mom just died what am I supposed to do? I start a brand new job. I, there was so many people who pulled so many strings to get me this job. And, um, and so I just, I didn't know what to do. I like kind of panicked and he's like, well, your life can't change just because someone died. Like you have to keep doing what you got to do. And so what's crazy is his dad died when he was around my age too. And he was in the, in the, where was he? He was in the Navy at the time. Uh And so he's like, I can fly back or, just keep continue like either way he's gonna be dead yeah. but I think he kind of was very vulgar in that approach and so I just took it I was like okay all right I'm not going like okay so talking with my stepdad I'm like okay so what's gonna happen like so I can prepare do I need to come down this weekend they're like oh no we're gonna cremate her on Friday and I was like okay well I'm probably not gonna go like I don't I can't can you say like would you have wanted to just go watch your mom burn and I was like I couldn't I was like I don't think I'll be the same I so yeah so I never like even that I didn't even get to grieve or anything like that oh my gosh yeah I wasn't there when my mom got cremated I wasn't even there when my mom when we had to oh so I'm not the only one no like I was oh my gosh dude I was nervous I was like okay he may or may not ask me this but I think it's good to come clean and like let people know like okay if you've done that or if you're thinking about it like hey I did it and like no, not like, that I'm okay, but like you're not alone. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. so good to hear. That is yeah, so good yeah, to hear. Sure. No, like oh my gosh. Yeah, that's um I remember when my mom passed away, she You were 12, right? I was 15. I was 15. 
that's like that's such a transitioning year it was like at the worst age possible like if if it would have happened like not saying like i wish it would have happened earlier which right but like literally like my high school wasn't even high school for me you know like my my whole life i feel like it's never been a normal experience so like Mm -hmm. literally i'm a sophomore she had passed away that summer in between freshman and sophomore year so it's like you know sophomore year spent grieving junior years trying to like figure out okay like what am I going to do with my life yeah and then senior year it's like all right all right we let's start getting ready and so like I didn't go to prom I didn't go to like any homecoming or anything like that you know Mm -hmm. like like, literally my it it sucked but I remember when she had um we knew she was going to die like she was she had a stroke she was in a coma she was a vegetable Mm-hmm. And when, when you she was a vegetable, we were like, "All right, we know what to do. We're gonna yeah pull the plug because that's what she would have wanted." You know, she would always right. she would always talk about death all the time. And oh my god, my mom! Oh my god! Oh yes. If I okay. die, I want you to do this, this, and this. If exactly. My mom said, "Do not put me in the ground." Uh, okay. That's what my mom would say too. You know, and we were just like, "Oh my gosh!" Like it would be annoying, but I'm glad she did tell us so that way it made that you know, those decisions easier, way easier. It, it made it easier, but it was still hard. Like it was, it was my, myself and my two older sisters. And we're the ones who decided like, all right, you know, we're going to pull the plug. Mm-hmm. Um, but the day they pulled the plug, cause she had her stroke on the 13th of June, the was it 13th, 14th, 15th, the 16th, we decided to pull the plug. The 19th mm-hmm. is when they pulled it. And I wasn't there. I was at a basketball camp to get, to clear my mind. Yeah, so they did all that stuff while I was at the basketball camp, and then her getting cremated. I wasn't there for that either. I was just there for the funeral, which was a quick little mass, and then like we went to like this little building, and they had like a slideshow and shit. But other than that, it was like it was quick. It was they ripped it off like a bandaid. I didn't have to do no funeral because I to me the concept of funerals is like I hate it. Like you sit there and you look at your the like, open casket idea is just it's too I've. I went once and my dad, I remember, t- I remember calling my dad. I was like, dad, I'm about to go to a funeral and it's an open casket. What do I do? He said, don't go in. I was like, okay. I went in <laughs> and I shouldn't have done it. Shouldn't have done it, but completely 100% agree with you. Completely. Yeah. Like I hate it. And I, I didn't realize I hated it because I've gone to 26 funerals already. 26. Yeah. I have a big family. Like my, my mom, 12 brothers and sisters, my dad, 11 brothers and sisters, Chingo, dude. I know, and their kids have kids. Like, lit, like I'm. The Didn't you say you had like eighty cousins or something? Like on my mom's side alone, it's like sixty something. I lost. Chihuahuas, dude. And that's not even including their kids, who their kids are like maybe five or six years younger than I am. So I'm like, I grew up with my cousins, and I'm also like kind of growing up with their kids too, because yeah, I kind of like you. Like you're like the tweener. You're like right, right. <laughs> younger friends it's like i'm older like you kind of should respect me i don't know like i don't know where we're at right all right i can't be playing with toys anymore like i'm i have a mustache (laughs) right like i can't be at the kids table come on now yeah so um i forgot where i was going with that i forgot i was going with that uh oh yeah we were talking about you know death yeah (laughs) funerals and i remember my sis my little sister i don't think she had gone to a funeral other than my mom's um, one of my aunts had passed away. She she's my cousin, but like she's literally a year younger than my mom, or like mm-hmm. months younger than my mom. So we would call her Thea because like my yeah. mom and her sisters viewed her as a sister. 
Um, so I remember being at her funeral like three years ago. It was, yeah, she died on Thanksgiving and then her funeral was like a month or a week or two later. And <clears throat> I told my little sister, I was like, hey, do you want to go? And I don't know if you have, you, did you ever watch um, The Haunting in Hill House? Oh, great show. Yeah. You know, the scene where um, the, was it the usher or whoever he walks? Oh, okay. Yeah. The kids, he's like, it's okay. Like, you know, it's just, it's just a body. Or they, or yeah. The, the woman who does the makeup or whatever. Yes. He walks her to the casket and she's like, look, she's like, she looks like, she looks like herself. She's like, yeah, we fixed her up or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, and it was weird. Like, you know, a month later, you know, I'm here walking my little sister and it felt like that scene I'm walking with her. And by the time we get to the second pew, she freaks out and she's like, I, I can't do it. I was like, all right, all right, you're good. You, you don't need to go. Mm -hmm. So I just went and my aunt didn't even look like herself. It was oh, uh, no, 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 no. Well, my thing is like, it, was your, was your tia dark like your mom? Uh, yeah, she was a little, she wasn't dark like her, but she was like brown. She's like a little bit more brown than I am. Okay, well, I don't think they got Fenty up in there. Like, I think it's just white people like, okay, we have three shades. Like, let's <laughs> see what we can blend together. Well, because the first one I went to, it was for a black girl. And like, she was like, it wasn't, it, there was no, no, it was like an orangey black foundation on her. Like, obviously, that's not her tone. Yeah, no. So I don't, they need Fenty in there. They need no, it. I know. Yeah. It's so bad. And um, and then, like, they, they and I don't want to make it seem like I'm bashing, you know, because that, that's what my, my Theo and, you know, my little cousin, you know, that's what they did and whatever. But for me personally, I just, I think that's what did it for me. I'm like, man, like, I really hate these. I really hate mm -hmm. the funerals. And um, they had a mariachi. The mariachi was literally in the fucking thing, the fucking <laughs> chapel with us. And there's like a girl who's with the mariachi group recording. And I was like, damn, is this like their fucking, their, their highlight reel? Like, <laughs> they're like, damn, like, that's so crazy. You're so low. Like, what the fuck? Like, it was, it was crazy. Like, I was like, what the? They're in there with the smoke. Like, come on. <laughs> motherfucker came came out on a fucking glider with the accordion he's just hitting like the solo it's just oh smoke God. bro like i was it's like crazy I, I was like freaking out i was like bro like i hate the concept of a, of a funeral like and it did it for me and i went to two funerals last summer because my theos um died one of them died of covid the other one just you know he just passed because mm -hmm. uh, he was really sick and um you know, thank God with, with COVID, you know, things were a little bit different, you know, um, from one of my theos, he's like, he was like a cholo pachuco kind of guy. And mm -hmm. they had a nice little thing. Like they had like oldies music playing and like right. a rack of pachuco. It was, it was really neat. And, um, but still like, I, I hate funerals. Um, you said initially you couldn't cope with, with your, your best friend and your mom dying. Mm -hmm. have, have you coped with it since then? Oh, no. I, I am definitely one of those people that play it off. I will joke and play. And I remember getting broken up with. And as I'm getting broken up with, I'm telling jokes because I'm watching, like, he doesn't want to do it. But I'm like, I don't want you to be bad, sad. So let me just make you laugh. It's, oh it's so God. It's so bad. <laughs> Dude, what the it hell? is it is so bad but i'm just like i can't i would rather make give you like i would rather just have fun and be around people and make them laugh and happy because then it's just like okay like 
everything will be okay everything will play out but no dude like i'm sure my ass needs therapy like i think well obviously everyone needs therapy but like the dude's the dude's gonna be sitting there like okay can you be serious with me like just for once can you stop playing like can you stop playing oh yeah yeah no i don't i don't think so i think i grieved more of my friend but it was more so because i was trying to make sure everybody else was okay in a, in a way because yeah. i remember like one of my friends she got shipped off for officer cadet school so she didn't even get to grieve her best friend and that's like her true best friend yeah um and then another one of my friends like dropped out of school another one um just got like severely depressed and wow. so it like it was one of my sorority sisters so it affected all of us but within like our line it obviously affected us way more um but yeah so I grieved hers like I went to her funeral and things like that um but like with my mom not so much I feel like I'm coping better than my brothers because my brothers are just you know stone cold um but yeah no dude not at all because you have an older one and you have a younger one right yeah and my older brother now has no parents in a way he we have our stepdad but his dad died when he was 12 and then now my mom was which was his only like his only thing she passed away and he's already he was cold to begin with and so now i'm just like so you're you don't you're never gonna get married like i'm never gonna have like a kid like someone to like watch you know like a niece nephew like that's never gonna happen say with my little brother stone cold he has a girlfriend but i don't i don't know he's just like i'm like are you capable of loving like do you even smile (laughs) do you even smile like you were just so stone cold yeah i will say i want to backtrack to death row or like the funerals i had this one professor or one uh, teacher in high school and i remember him telling us that when he died he wanted his he wanted to be cremated into a bomb and so that way he could go to like some overlook and they just shove him in a cannon and they you know do the whole thing and then light it and then he all his ashes gets blown out into like water like a beautiful waterfall and things like that um he said either that way is the way he wants to go he was like trying to convince his wife to that or to have like a giant ass party like everyone did it's like open bar like that's literally like literally just like but like in in the way that he would have wanted it so like all his like all his favorite things is how he wants so he's like either i'm getting shoved in a bomb or we having this party which i feel like I love it. Well, and then it's also like kind of part of our culture in a way because we have, you know, like Dia de los Muertos and things like that, which I didn't get to, I never did it. Yeah. I don't, did you? I mean, no, like as Mexican as my, my dad is, you know, because he's from Mexico, but we, we never really did anything. Like I didn't start doing Dia de los Muertos stuff until like I was older because I would go mm-hmm. to events and, you know. Right. Like, which i i mean because that whole premise is like okay you mourn but it's also celebration and so i think that is like so beautiful um like especially with our culture and things like that because i don't know of any other culture that celebrates death you know like as i'm thinking about it and as i'm saying i'm like okay i don't think germans or you know like what do canadians i mean they're happy all the time but like you know um but like come on eh right they're like pour one for my homies and it's like maple syrup or something <laughs> you know what i mean so justin bieber right oh my gosh that's funny um dude that's crazy like i i want something similar like when i die like i want my like 
I'm going to put in my will, like, I want my little sister to have my hard drive of all the photos. And I was like, I don't want any other sister to have control over the photo because I know these pendejas are going to fucking screenshot something off of Facebook. It's all blurry <laughs> and shit. All, like, trash. And I'm going to do a little tutorial for her. I'm like, hey, this is how you do a, a badass slideshow. Uh-huh. Do the photos that I want. And, like, you know. Oh, you're going to have a dab pack, like, you playing this. Cue the music. Cue the lights. Cue the... <laughs> Exactly. The flare, hell yeah! Like, the I house want, pops. I want house pops at this time. <laughs> I don't. I don't want it there. To, I don't want it to be at a church. I don't want you know us to go to a cemetery. Like we're gonna go to some like fucking venue and we're just like everyone's gonna have a good time. You can cry, whatever, but like just talk shit and like have fun. Like right. I don't want anybody to be all fucking sad. It's like you know what? No, dude. Especially like because you're just like a light in itself and it's like you can't why dim a light? I may not be there, but like lights will you know, like physically, yeah. but a light is a light, you know? Yeah, like a light. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. No, I'm kidding. Um, so you know, um obviously you're not grieving with it. Um I want to segue into the podcast. So what prompted the Afro e Latina podcast? Because I know oh, okay. you're a girl, right? The- right. Uh, my best friend, Alexis, and I, uh, what prompted it was we became friends my sophomore year, her, I believe, junior year of college. We were both uh, in the orientation leader class. And um, it's funny because I asked her, I was like, you know, what did you think of me? And she's like, dude, I thought you were annoying. And I was like, how was I annoying? It was 745 in the morning. Like, I don't have, like, I was tired. And she's like, I don't know. I would just look at you and you'd just be like, all this energy. And granted, I wake up with this type of energy. I'm like this all day, DGK, you know. So, um, and then I, for that class was Tuesday, Thursday, and I had track practice that morning. So I was, I was coming in with endorphins. I was ready to become an orientation. Let's go. Um, so I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, I'm sorry, but I get it. Um, so we became orientation leaders. We joined an organization together. So we were already like kind of conjoined to the hip. We would go to six flags, you know? So, um, so we were doing that and then we were applying for RAs together and we didn't even know like I at the time when applications were due like I didn't know like hey are you doing this so then we apply and then we both were like bro you're a chap like and so it was like another thing and then we did orientation again so we were constantly doing a lot of the same things and I was like bro we need a tv show we are Paris and Nicole anytime we're we're together like everybody's having fun not in like the dumb blonde way but like just doing (laughs) like doing dumb shows or you know not shows uh dumb jobs on a tv show or just something like to showcase like the craziness because every time we're together something crazy. So at Joe's Volcano, she somehow, I don't even know what she did, but money started flying from, and it was like, just going straight to her. Just, and I'm just like, what the heck? Anyways, besides the point, but that's gotta be like, that's a tip. I feel like that's a typical quintessential Joe's Volcano scenario, but it was just so foreign to us. Anyways. So, um, she graduates, I graduate. And she came over one day and I, I actually really don't know how the conversation went. It was just like, Hey, do you want to do a podcast? Okay. And what's going to be our name? She came up with a name. She is like the, the, 
the guru of the name. Um, she was like, name. oh, it's just, I love it. I love right? It. I, love I think it's awesome too. So yeah, so she makes up obviously like the Afro and I'm the Latina. And um, that just kind of, we're hoping one day that, no, not one day, when this day comes, Thank we're going to have our TV show and we're going to, and even if it's not a TV show, the main goal is to really just provide mentorship and to tell, show people and tell people, you know, like, hey, we've gone through this. We've had a pretty we've had some shitty stuff happen to us, yeah. but that doesn't mean that your whole life is going to be that way, you know, like to be a positive, like, Hey, big sis, you know, type deal. Um, so that kind of also prompted it just cause like she has an interesting story. Like her parents were in the military. She moved, she lived in Germany. She's lived in Alaska. She's lived in all these places. Yeah. And then, um, you know, like just the military, I feel like is it's, it's a whole other realm. Yes. of life that I'm not used to and then like the stuff that happened to us in college and then she became an officer and so she just has she has her own like craziness and I have my own craziness and then our vibe together is just out of this world so yeah if, if the yeah. country is there like like you you honestly like it like with shows or, or whatever like whatever kind of thing that you want to do I feel like the chemistry is not there like right and like, the thing is there, like I'm so yeah, no, and I'm so happy because I was telling you earlier, like, our audio was trash. And so the fact that we were hitting the numbers that we were hitting, I was like, okay, so y'all must really like us. Like, I'm sorry I laughed too loud. And, like, season two, at this time, at this time, like, I'm sorry. But, hey, y'all are still listening. I appreciate y'all. But, yeah, no, yeah, so. No, it's, it's, it's hard to get people to listen. So, like, that's that's really cool that y'all are doing great numbers. Um, and it shows that, you know, because, you know, maybe there's, or not maybe people are looking for something like that to resonate with right like for me like my podcast the reason why i have guests is because i mean only so many people can relate to me but it's just like if i have a different kind of guest every every episode people can resonate with that person no and i i love like i love the fact that you're just like hey you want to hop on a call because you just you tr i literally when you follow me on twitter like okay who is this guy we have a lot of friends so maybe i forced him to vote for me for miss utsa and i did it <laughs> literally that's the bulk of like when i get a random follower and i'm like okay we have similar friends that are more or less the same age group okay did i force you for by any means to vote for me and if i did i'm sorry but thank you right promise me free pizza every day right um but no, and then like we started talking and it was literally like talking to me. It was like talking to me, but in a male, <laughs> it was, it was so nuts. Cause we've gone through so many similar things and I would have never known. I would just thought, Oh, Hey dude, like this dude's a reporter. Like, cool. I don't know your story, but you seem like you have a good life. You got to figure it out. Uh, shit. I wish dude. Right. <laughs> I don't I'll anyone listening out there. I do not have it figured out, but uh, <laughs> you and me both, sir. Once I do, I will give you all the secret. <laughs> right. Nah. We just playing the whole game of risk right now. Nah, like, well, yeah, like, I, I, I saw that you, you know, you're like, I saw your bio, it's like co-host of, you know, the podcast, and I was like, oh, that's fucking dope, you know, because I made, I made it a priority, like, hey, we're gonna have, I'm gonna have eight straight episodes where it's, you know, women of color, mm -hmm. and that's it, like, I'm, I'm not gonna, um, I'm not gonna defer to that, and like, people kind of like, everyone's like excited about it, and then um, I went, I stopped recording. I had recorded an episode in September with my friend, um, Jessica, who runs this therapy. Um, she's a black therapist and she has a practice called Purple Couch Therapy and it's super fucking dope. Like, mm -hmm. 
The couch is purple because purple is the color of royalty and it's also the color for domestic violence awareness. Yes. So I went on a hiatus and it's just because life got busy. Like, No, I feel that. We're on a hiatus too. We've been on a hot hiatus. Yeah. So life just got really busy and then I had that episode just sitting there for months and I was like, all right. So I dropped it New Year's Eve. And then, and then I did another one with my friend Shakira and then I'm doing this one with you. So right now I've already, so that means that's six already. Yeah. Cause the first one was Vanessa, the no, it was Maddie, the wrestler, Vanessa, Jessica, Shakira, you, dang, I can't count. <laughs> no, you're good. Hey, that's still quite a bit though. And I can't wait to listen to them too. Yeah, so, you know, those are up already. Shakira's, I aired last week. Um, I Zoomed her. Hers was really cool. Like, she actually, I didn't realize that she grew up in San Antonio. Like, I knew she grew up here, but I didn't know she, like, grew up, like, her whole life here. Oh, okay. And then, like, you know, her dad's a rapper. Uh, hey. So, like, we just started talking about that, and, like, it was just really cool to see, like, somebody else in my field. Uh, but more importantly, somebody who's a woman of color killing it in the field, you know, because... Yeah. Like, it's hard for um, women of color uh, when any in any field any industry you know um you know men like myself mm-hmm. you know who are probably not as nearly as qualified as as you know other women are probably going to get selected and women are going to get passed up you know because you know society's fucking bullshit but right uh, but yeah so like I, I saw that and i was like oh man like i think she, she'd be a great guest and i was like afro latino like that's so dope and then i started uh i peep y'all's y'all's um y'all's podcast and i was like oh yeah um so that's why i followed you i was like you know what i was like she's gonna be a uh, i know she'll be a great guest so that's why i was like you know what let me do some background info just like i did with um my next guest mm-hmm. um you know i spoke with her this morning and you know she she just talked about growing up in detroit her family like literally all her families are like in the medical field and like so she was destined for that and she was like, nah, I want to be a reporter. And I was like, dude, that's so dope. Like, that's crazy. Like that you would even do that. Like for me, like when you're like first generation, like whatever, like there's no fucking like. There's no precedent that you have to say. It's just yeah. like, okay. So everyone's just like, okay, so what's your next move? Like, what are you going to do? It's not so much like, uh, oh, so you're not going to be a doctor. They yeah. don't know. Yeah. Like, no it matter what we do. It's like the ne- the fucking greatest thing next to fucking. No. Thing. Yeah. So that's so funny. Um, so you're right now you're in utah Mm -hmm. how do you end up there i so the job that i took before this was an operations job at a cell phone recycling warehouse which is a new kind of industry just because cell phones yes they have been around but they haven't been around for that long and the recycling of them I don't think it's still kind of like a new thing. Um, so I was working there under the COO and, um, again, like that job, so many people pulled strings for me to work for or work at, and I'm so blessed, like blessed and thankful because it helped me land this job, um, in Utah. So I work for an investment bank here and completely left field, like my major psychology. I have a couple like electives in the business world, but I wasn't trying to declare and lose my three point whatever over finance and accounting. Like, no, y'all can have that. Let me do everything oh, else. Accounting looks terrible. No, yeah. I was like, so what? I worked all this this hard to drop 
because of these two classes? No, no. And I'm not good at math. Like I just, yeah, no. Once you incorporate like all this other nonsense and then like you try and apply it to another like problem or whatever, and it just doesn't work. I'm like, I don't get this and I hate it. And I was just fortunate that the girl that I was talking to at the time, she, she, she did it accounting for a long time. Dope. So she, so she was helping you. She did all my work. All I had to do was do the open note exams. Cake, cake, cake. That is so, you were blessed. <laughs> you were blessed. And I didn't even take it at my university. I took it at a community college. And really? They, they did a waiver to where it could count. And I was like, oh, so dope. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you're blessed. Oh my gosh. No um, <laughs> I, fucking clear. I had to take, because my dumbass was like, hmm, let me minor in business when I should have minored in English. You know, that's fucking easiest fucking major ever. So shout out to all the English majors out there. Right. Uh, well, I see, but you, you've always write, liked writing essays. My, yeah. no, I will talk to you all day before I have to write this essay. Do not make me write this essay. <laughs> Do but not. Text this shit. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I will talk out of my ass all day, but if you want, I, like, I can't translate the ass talk it onto paper. <laughs> I think you muted. You got muted. Okay, hello. There, there, there we go. go. Um, that's so funny. So you, <clears throat> what, what the hell is there to do over there where you're at? So Utah, I never thought I would love any place other than Texas. Granted, I also never got to leave Texas. I've been to Florida. I've been to Alabama. I've been to South Carolina, but it was only to compete. And I went to Florida for Disney. So like, I didn't actually get to see what there was to do. Right. And so now that I'm living in a completely different state with seasons, one, two with mountains, oh it's like the most breathtaking, beautiful thing I can, like, I, you just like have to go. If you've never left Texas before, I would say go to the mountains first because we've seen a beach, right? Okay. Granted, it's not pretty. It looks like a Texas beach, right? So I mean, you can imagine blue water. Okay. Like a beach is a beach and right. So beach is a beach, but a mountain. Oh my, it's just so beautiful. Literally there was this, I was telling this one girl, I went to this place. Um, it was a reservoir and literally there was a mountain in front of us and there was a forest of like almost like Christmas tree looking like trees. Right. Yeah. And then behind you, it's a little house on the prairie, nothing but fields and meadows. And it was just like the craziest experience to know that I can drive 20 minutes from my place in Salt Lake City yeah. to a neighborhood. And in that neighborhood, there's a designated area where you can go hike up and see a waterfall. 20 minutes. You can drive, again, same time, like another 20 minutes and there's, you're in an area where there's no snow and then there's snow. It looks like a freaking Hallmark Christmas movie. It is like the craziest thing, but I love it here. It is so beautiful. The priorities of people here are very different. In Texas, you told me like, yeah. They're at, the, they're at a restaurant and like- they're like Yeah, in like freaking REI clothes, like super deck. Yeah, no, and they're totally fine with it. People in Texas, like, you can't come in unless you look nice. These people do not care. They got a hike tomorrow. Like I'm here. You got my business. What's up? Um, but it's really cool. And, um, it's just, it's so beautiful. The people here, the Mormon culture is very, very real. 
um, me being a Latina, like I'm definitely lighter and like I've gotten profiled before, like I got in chase or not chase. I'm sorry. That's no, that's way too. No, I got followed, um, like at a department store, um, and you can just kind of tell like subtle hints of their, them being kind is like, eh, but for the most part, the people here are super nice. Um, and in Salt Lake city specifically, there's a lot of people moving in because they're trying to turn into like a Silicon Valley type, but in oh, wow. Utah, they're trying, they're calling it Silicon slopes. So, um, for like all the creatives that are listening, like they have a, an Adobe headquarters out here, which I wouldn't have. Yeah. And wow. it's, or I, I guess maybe not quarters, but maybe a campus. I'm not really sure their, their terminology, but yeah. So a lot of big corporations are coming out here aside from Austin. Right. Cause you know, Elon posted, made that thing. Um, but yeah, so a lot of California companies are coming out here. And, um, so there is some diversity, but it's not a whole, whole lot. Like there's a Venezuelan place. You can go get pupusas. There's a Puerto Rican restaurant. There's a there's actually like an Egyptian food truck. Like the, the culture is here. It's just small in numbers, but they do make themselves very present, which is nice. And also there's a lot of, uh, there's always protests going on at the Capitol. I remember one time in the summer I pulled up and I walked in on a Trump rally. I was like, I'm just trying to go walk. Right. Um, and then same, same deal. Like a few weeks later, like I'm walking and Oh, it's a huge, like black lives matter protest. So I jumped in on that. Um, but Salt Lake City also hosts Sun. Well, Utah hosts Sundance, which I didn't know. I can't go, obviously. Yeah, dude, I had no. I thought this. I thought it was in California. Everyone's like, no, it's in Utah. Was, well, first of all, I'm from Texas. I, I sorry, but yeah. So Sundance is in Utah. Utah. I don't think of the sun. <laughs> right. And um, Utah also has the big. Uh, Salt Lake City has the biggest gay pride parade in the nation. I believe if i'm not mistaken it has like one of the biggest ones in the nation well so you got to think about it so there's like iowa there's like minnesota wyoming there's like those smaller states that aren't really known like what is the the capital yeah so they all travel because like they're only another crazy thing you can go to a different city or state you like vegas is five hours away from me Five hours from us from San Antonio is Dallas. I'm still in Texas, you know? I know. I hate how big Texas is. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so all the neighboring states, they'll come to Utah. Well, they'll come to Salt Lake and then they'll do their whole shebang. Yeah. And, you know, you you hear that and you're just like, but the Mormon culture, like how, so like the malls here, the mall in Salt Lake City does not have a Victoria's Secret because the, one of the malls is owned by the church. So they get to, they, yeah. So the church still does play a very big role in the government here. Um, so yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's wild. It is wild here, but I, I will say like, it is just, it is so beautiful. And then the snow too, I'm not a snow bunny, but like just the, just the, just knowing that there's seasons too. Like I got to experience a fall, (laughs) yeah like oh okay it wasn't just summer and winter it, there was a a grace period and it was summer nice yeah dude you gotta like you gotta like share pictures of that. oh yeah for sure for sure oh dude it, it's just so it's so beautiful here so so beautiful oh my gosh yeah i i, I want to go to colorado for my birthday which mm-hmm. is two months um but i'm trying to figure things out um because i'm going to new york in about a week and a half oh dope for what work 
No, I'm gonna go see my lady. She lives in she lives in Brooklyn. Hey. Yeah. Uh, Are you excited for the food that you're about to eat? Oh yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna be there from the 10th to the 18th. So. Oh. I'm gonna be munching. I'm gonna be munching out there. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for you. I can't wait to see the food you're about to post, dude. Oh man, um, and I'm bringing my DSLR too. Um, but I'm also gonna be respectful of people's um spaces. Right. Like. And it's just the reporter in me, or just the, the 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 human in me is just like I, I don't like I want to enjoy this experience, but also don't want to invade people's spaces like that, you know? Yeah, I am I am a a person who's who's visiting, um, but shit, if I'm like in a you know in like a place where there's nothing but nature, damn right I'm gonna be shooting photos left and right. Right. Because man, like I've I've always wanted to do like I've always wanted to go to the Northwest too, like like Oregon, Seattle. Oh, I heard it's so beautiful there. Oh man, I just want to like be around green and like that's mm-hmm. the closest thing I'll ever have to like nature is the, like on my porch. There's like nothing but trees. Right. That's about it. <laughs> because like Texas just has hills. We don't have anything else. And when you go somewhere else that has it all, you're just like what is this? This is real life. Especially like if you didn't grow up with families that like took you everywhere. Like I've never been out of the country, went on my first cruise at like what, 24, you know? Yeah. Like I've never cruised. Okay. That's a whole other conversation, but don't do a seven day cruise. Let me tell you that right now. Why seasick or what? No, it was more so like they they just try to keep you. So if you're on the boat for seven days, you and if you're going to three destina- destinations, they're gonna keep you on the boat for as like you're you're just in the boat. You're not going anywhere else. So I feel like the shorter time you're on the boat, the more you get to actually get to play. But also, you you get a time limit every time they drop you off. So you have like six hours. And so luckily, when we went to we went to Honduras. Yeah. And we went on like an excursion and we talked the tour guide from the excursion. We talked him into taking us to a private, like a beach, like that wasn't, you know, like no, most people didn't know about. So we got to go, but he kind of hoed us in a way because it was, there was still a lot of tourists there. Uh, and so there's like a lot of vendors. So the next time, like, if you're going to, if you're going to do something like that, just go on a private beach or like a private, like just so that you're not, because being pestered by, like obviously they have to make their money, but it's just like if you're trying to enjoy it, go private. You ruin the experience. No, I, no, honestly, because of the H. Like no, no. Oh, sir, you're so you're so handsome. Oh my God, sir, 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 come here, come here, come here, come here. This will look great. You know, like no, I don't want to get past. No, I don't want to get. Yeah, <laughs> literally, yeah. Like they're the kiosk. They're the kiosk people on steroids. Oh. Oh, well, I mean, cause imagine like, well, we went up to like a third world country. So of course, you know, so yeah. either way. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So with every episode, I always ask people to, um, I always like, I usually conclude it with telling them to talk their ish or talk, like talk their shit. I say talk their ish when I talk to like, when I'm with my coworkers, mm-hmm. but basically talk your shit, talk your shit can be like, you can rant about something. You can like boast about something. Talk your shit is universal. It could be. Like, okay. So it doesn't have to be like a negative, like, I mean, it, it, okay. Be like, I would... You know, shit. I was in the line at my favorite coffee shop and the nice lady <laughs> bought my coffee or in front of me, whatever. I see. Okay. This one has been on my heart for a while. Mm-hmm. And I tell, there's this one girl that, um, 
it's funny because I look up to her in so many ways, but like she's younger than me and she tells me she looks up to me. So like the oh, wow. age, like age is what a number, honestly, because she's just, anyways. So what I told her and what has definitely, I feel like has gotten me to where I am is to create opportunities where you want to be in. So if you're trying to be in a space, create the opportunity for you to be in that space, even if it's um, like washing dishes. Like if you want to be a cook somewhere, you got to put yourself in that space, right? So for example, I'm out here in Utah. I'm at this job. I do love this job in a sense. I don't have any sort of work-life balance. However, I need to network because I don't want to be here in this place for very long. So I um, started hurt. I hurt my back and I started going to this cryotherapy place and I was just listening and watching and noticing that there's a lot of high profile people here. While I am also looking for a new job, I am also looking for a mentor, right? And I don't know, again, I don't know anybody here. So watching, seeing, listening, okay, they need help on the weekends. Oh, well, perfect. Let me put myself in this space. Let me get this networking going and let me, um, you know, maybe this can open up doors and things like that. Um, and so I've done that in like a lot of very different spaces. So if there's like an organization, so before that I went to a farmer's market and again, the same goal was like, I want to network and meet new people. I'm here by myself. I need, I, that's the only way I thrive is like through people or like connections really. And that's how the only way you're going to thrive. Um, and so same deal. Went to a farmer's market, um, followed one of the guys on Instagram and, was like, Hey, do you need help on the weekends? Yeah, sure. Okay. I started selling sweet potato pies every Saturday. And then from there I was meeting new people, um, and things like that. And so these are very little things, but these little things do add up and, you know, also don't be afraid to be professional about it as well, even though it may seem like a little small thing. So, um, that, that sweet potato job, right? Like I didn't have to submit a resume, but I did. You do it because like, that's a precedent that you want to set, that you want people to know that you're serious and you mean business. So it's like, yes, create these spaces for you to be in, but also make sure that you're about your business because you never know what's going to happen. Dude. You just never, never know. And it's a good, it's a good standard to practice in like, you know, just cordiality, you know, like, okay, if I'm going to go volunteer, well, like, let me be professional because you never know who's going to pick that up and be like, oh, you know, so always be ready, y'all. No, and create like the spaces. That. Create the space that you want to be in. Bring your own freaking table and your own chairs because you bowed it. Ooh, I there like we go. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I agree with that a million percent. Like um, when I was in college, you know, I was, you know, everybody would treat the school newspaper like, you know, oh, it's just a school newspaper. I'm like, bro, like, you think you're going to, you know, graduate out of college or, you know, come out of college with a job with no work? to show for it it's like bro mm -hmm. you better fucking treat this shit like it's the new york times because you know when you think the new york times gonna, or whoever any publication is gonna want somebody who like can't even like like half-assed yeah who half-assed is like a you know a, a, an article for a, a college it's like what makes you think they're gonna want to trust you you know to, to run their shit yeah it's just like and people just didn't grasp that until they graduated and i'm like well, motherfucker, you have no, like, nothing to back for it. Like, nothing. Like, yeah, you had an editor role or whatever. It's like, but what work do you have to show for that? And I feel like a lot of people, mm. you know, so it's like if you, tr like you just said, you yeah, potato, you know, pie gig. Like, if it's, you know, you're fucking on the Food Network, 
and shit, you know? No, honestly. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I completely agree. I mean, same deal. Like you put yourself in spaces where you know you want to be. So if you know you want to be somewhere, like, again, I knew I wanted to be Miss UTSA. So where am I going to put myself where people are going to see me? Yeah. You know, and it's not just students. It's also faculty too, because they may not have a vote, but they kiss way. So, yeah. So, so where does Isabella want to be in like a couple years? In a couple of years, I actually, that's my assignment for later on in this weekend is to figure out like my life. Um, where I want to be, it's very broad, like very vague, but to ideally have found or at least pinpointed my passion and my purpose. Yeah. So that way I can work towards it. Um, I don't mind working a two, two job thing as, as long as like I feel fulfillment in what I'm doing. And so the main goal and where I want to be, obviously like I want to have money. I maybe want to be married. I don't know. I remember seeing this tweet and it was like, I thought I was gonna be married at 25. I thought so too. Here I am 25 single in Utah. Like, you know what? I'm okay. Like I can barely, I can barely, I can barely afford to get, I literally got gas and I was like, bro, 50 bucks. Like, Damn, yeah, and I just drive in a tank. Yes. Oh my, I drive a 2004 forerunner. Damn. My baby boy, Philly. Oh, I love that car. But anyways, yeah, no. So like, I, you know, like I can take care of myself, but like, you know, seeing a gas at $50, like it still hurts me, you know? So I don't want it to like continue to hurt me. Right. Um, but like maybe like see the world move to a new state and things like that. But ideally like right now, what I've been praying for and like writing about is just finding my passion and my purpose, because ideally like whatever I do, I want to be able to help others in the same way. Helping others, not in customer service. No, thank you. I I cannot do that anymore. No, but they, it, no. I feel like you work, you have like that one job that just ruined it for you. I had that one job and it ruined me. Oh but I, ideally I want to do something that's going to help others, benefit others. And like, there's going to be some sort of impact. And then also doing like some sort of sustainability within like, did you, have you ever seen Zac Efron's um, show on Netflix? No, the one with the water. Like, it's like there's different episodes that highlight different countries wow. and what they're doing to go towards more sustainable um lifestyle and, and things like that so ideally like that would be great to have his job like his his thing but anything that it can bring awareness to like whether it's like kids who are dealing with parents who have like alcohol or drugs you know things like that like being a mentor showing them things uh, or even with sustainability any anything that's just going to give my life if i can do both that'd be dope i mean i probably could but what yeah. you know it's always like i want to do this but okay what the, the what is what i'm looking for gotcha cool yeah mm -hmm. where can the people find you where can the people find me? They can find me on Instagram uh, at Isabella, I-S-S-A-Y-B-E-L-L-A, -S -S -E or on Twitter. My Twitter, we're gonna have to plug in because I my the one that I had linked, like, you know, you have like that one, like yours is a sports guy, you know? Yeah. Mine got hacked. And so I had to like slightly change it, but y'all find me as, as, either way, it's Isabella Beltry uh, on Twitter. and. I'll send you the link, but either way, that's where y'all can find me. I'll put it in the bottom of the episode. I'll put it in the bottom. Right, right. And y'all, I love to network, so just, and send you memes and good vibes and things like that. I'm all about it. Literally, if I, once I know what kind of memes you like, I, I will just start sending, I will send them to you, but do not feel like you have to respond because I will, I will probably be upset that you responded. Like, just look at it and that's it. That's it. You don't have to respond. Memes. You're like, here, here. 
here. No, honestly, here. I think everyone has like that group chat that they no. There's no talking. It's just memes. It's literally just. Memes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking right? about. Right. Yeah, but either way, y'all don't be shy. Like I love to talk and uh, again networking. So either way. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> that wraps it up for episode 25. Remember, everybody, to always stay brown. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I end every episode. I'm just like, really? Stay brown. Stay brown. <laughs>